Uh, Father, thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you that we can come to your church and to hear of your word. And I just pray that we'll listen and be just comforted and do what you want. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you all just wait just a minute. Would you go get Katie for me just for a second? Walk her up here. This is Katie, if you haven't met her. She comes almost every Sunday evening. She likes this guy for some reason. I haven't figured that out yet. But they do want to tell you something. Uh, so uh, I wanted to announce to the church that uh, me and Katie are engaged. Amen. Uh, and hopefully we're trying to set a wedding date for June 24th. June 24th. So, yeah. Please be praying for them as they uh, start their new life out together and do what they can for Christ. Let's take our hymnal and open up to 419. Amen. 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 Amen.
you may be seated. Welcome to our afternoon service. We're glad that you're here. And yes, Katie does have a ring, and she's happy to show it to you after the service. Amen. Uh, just a few announcements for you. Don't forget, next Sunday is 23 and 23. We're trying to have 23 people who will meet us here at 8.30 in the morning uh, So for our prayer time, where we can pray for our services and for God's blessing upon our work here at the church during the year of 2023. That's 8.30 next Sunday morning. Uh, come and join us for 23 and 23. Also, don't forget that on, on uh, Tuesday morning, uh, we'll have ladies Bible study. Tuesday morning, ladies Bible study at 10 o'clock in the morning. Then this Friday is uh, ladies uh, clean out the kitchen day. Amen. This uh, Friday, ladies clean out the kitchen day is at 10 o'clock in the morning. And the reason they're cleaning it out is because us men are going to come in Sunday mor or Saturday morning and demolish it. Amen. We're going to take out everything, and uh, including the kitchen sink. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Anyway, we're, uh, so we got a lot of work to do, and the ladies are going to come and get that ready for us. And then we're going to make all the dust and dirt and take down the cupboards, move everything out, and we'll start the, the actual remodel now that and, and tear things out. Now, that means next Sunday there's not going to be a kitchen to use, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to remind you, if you're going to be, we don't have any other sink but bathroom sinks available. We don't have any utility sinks or anything of that nature. So I just want to make sure you know what we have left. Nothing. And so uh, that'll be uh, next, we'll start working on that next Saturday uh, at uh, 9.30 in the morning, uh, us fellas uh, in demolition. Please come and help with it if you have hammers or saws or uh, anything that'll cut uh, uh, tile or uh, help us lift up the floor or the tile off the wall or we're going to have to cut some of that counter because it's just too big for little people like me to carry amen <laughs> that thing's heavy and so we'll be taking that and putting it in, in uh, discarding it unless somebody wants it if you want the counter in the kitchen please let me know by Wednesday night amen because then you're they're, they're yours if you can lift it Anyway, uh, that'll be uh, that. We'll start that at 9:30 after our men's prayer breakfast, which is at 8:30 in the morning. Prayer breakfast for the men, 8:30 in the morning. We'll have a little Bible devotional. We'll eat some bacon. Then after we're done eating bacon, we'll eat some eggs. And then after the eggs, more bacon. Then some toast. Then more bacon. And then we'll have more bacon. Then we'll have our prayer time. Amen. And so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. That starts at 8.30 in the morning on Saturday morning. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming. You listened well this morning, and I hope you'll listen as well to Brother DeVito. Good crowd for a Sunday evening. Amen. We're glad that you're here. Thank you for being a part of our service. And now it's time for our offering. Amen. So let's pray for our offering, and then after we pray, if you have an offering, come and put it in. Father, thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for guiding us and directing us and allowing us to be in this place this afternoon. I love our church family. I love being able to spend time with each other laughing and goofing around and then having serious times around your word as well. And that truly is what this is, as a family. And I thank you for our family. Bless the offerings and the tithes as we give them, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
you're able to rest upon your feet. We would love for you to join us in singing hymn 255, hymn 255, praise him, praise him, hymn 255. <laughs>
Set my people free, for I have heard their groanings and their cryings unto me. But Moses said they would not believe, nor hearken unto me. Take the rod that is in your hand and lay it at my feet and cast it on the ground. See what I can do. You don't know the things He has planned for you. And for centuries, when people learn of you, they'll see what a little faith in God can do. The Lord is calling set this dying world free but you are scared or unprepared you're sure they won't believe the rod you're holding is holding you release it from your hand let go of all you think you know surrender to god's plan cast it on the ground see what I can do you don't know the things he has planned for you and for centuries when people learn of you they'll see what a little faith in God can do an ark though he had never seen it rain and Abraham laid Isaac down though it caused him great pain what is the trial of your faith what is in thine hand lay it down at the feet of the great I cast it on the ground see what I can do you don't know the things he has planned for you and for centuries when people learn of you they'll see what a little faith in God can do Learn what a little faith in God. 
Amen, amen. Well, it is a great opportunity to preach this afternoon. I am thankful for this opportunity. Uh, in preparation for the message this afternoon, I'd like to ask a question before we turn to our scripture. I'd like to ask you a question, and the question is this. What is something that you have always wanted, and you finally got it, and now it would be really hard to give up? What is something that you have always wanted, and you finally got it, and now it would be really hard for you to give up? So, and, and if I were to answer that question, obviously that would be my wife or, or even my son, Anthony. It, uh, it would be really hard for me to give up them right now. So with that in mind, if you would turn your Bibles to Genesis, Genesis chapter 22, and if you wouldn't mind standing uh, for the honor of reading of God's word, Genesis chapter number 22, and we'll begin reading there in verse number one, Genesis chapter number 22. In verse number one, the Bible says this, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abram, and said unto Abraham, and, or, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. Verse number two, And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, uh, upon uh, one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Verse number three, and Abraham arose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Uh, then on the third day, all right, so they journeyed for three days, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. All right, verse number six. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father? And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I, I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him a burnt, uh, offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. God will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. I'd like to preach a message entitled this uh, this afternoon: To what extent 
will you obey the word of God? To what extent will you obey the word of God? All right, let's pray and then you may be seated. Heavenly Father, I want to ask you, Lord, to be with us now, Lord, and I pray, God, that you would be with the words of my mouth, and I pray, God, that you would only have me to say the words that you'd have me to say. I pray, Lord, also that you'd be with each and every one in this room uh, this afternoon, I pray, God, that you would speak to hearts, and I pray that this message would be a blessing, and we'll thank you for it. We love you, Lord, and ask this on Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. To what extent will you obey God? At what point will you tell God, God, you've taken it too far. Uh, God, this, this, this isn't right. God, this, this doesn't sound like you. God, uh, 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 let's, let's reevaluate this a little bit. Let's reevaluate the situation. What, what, are, what are exactly are you asking me to do? You see, in this passage of Scripture, God calls unto Abraham and asks him uh, to offer his son Isaac as a burnt offering unto the Lord. You see, the instructions of the Lord are always simple and complete. You see, God does not hide something important in, in the small print. All right? He always tells us up front what he expects of us. He tells us what, what he expects a child of God to be doing. You see, uh, Abraham here uh, must have thought, hey, this seems kind of out of character for God. This seems kind of weird. This doesn't sound like the God I, I, I served yesterday. This sounds a little strange. You see, God was asking Abraham to do the unthinkable. Okay? And not only was Abraham supposed to kill Isaac, but also this. He was supposed to give up the, the seed, the inheritance, the blessing, the blessing of this child, the, the promise of God. He, not only was, was killing him bad, but also that. The, the multiplying of Abraham's seed. That was, that was really bad too. You see, I, I believe many of us right here, we're, we're only two verses in this, in this passage, and I, I think most of us here would stop right there, and we would start to, to doubt God. We would start to doubt the word of God, and we would forget who God was in our past and, and forget who he was even today. You see, Abraham obeyed the voice of God. Look back at verse number three. And it says, Abraham rose up early in the morning. My friend, he didn't get up at 10 a.m. He didn't get up at 12 p.m. when some of us are barely rolling out of bed. No, no, no. I, I personally believe he was up before the sun. He already had the animals ready to go. He had the young men ready with their rations, and they were ready to take off on this journey. All right? He rose up early. He was obeying the voice of God. And see, uh, many of us, even, even today, we barely... We dragged ourselves into church. We barely got here today. You see, uh, and many of us on, on Sunday mornings, we're, we're dragging into church. Oh, it's another Sunday. Oh, it's cloudy outside. There's, there's a chance of meatballs outside. I just want to sleep in and, and go, to, go back to bed, all right? And many of, us, many of us are tempted to just stay at home because it was cloudy and foggy this morning. Even the kids on the, on the church van every Sunday, they always, tell, they always tell me, they say, Brother DeVito, you're too loud. Calm down. It, it's, only, it's only 9 a.m. You're, you're, you're too excited. You know, and they get in the van, and me and Brother Kevin, we start singing, and we're clapping our hands. Hey, how are, how are you doing? And they just uh, put their hood on and, and lay back down in the seat and want to go back to bed. But again, uh, Abraham here, he rose up early. He obeyed the voice of God. 
And the Bible says that, that it wasn't just a, a trip around the block. No, no, no. This was a three-day journey. This was a journey. And he traveled to where God had told him to go. You see, he hasted to follow the voice of God. You see, we also find here, look at verse number five, if you will. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here uh, with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder. And what's that next word? Worship. 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 You see, I, I, I would think that would be the last thought on my mind at that point. Okay? I, I just heard from God, and he's asking me to do the unthinkable. And, and in my personal opinion, I think that would be the last thing on my mind. Thinking about worshiping the almighty God. Thinking about reverencing the almighty God. Thinking about giving God the respect that he's, he deserves and the honor and the glory. I, I think my mind would be on other things and be, be pleading with God. And maybe not verbally, but in my mind, be pleading with God. God, there's got to be another way. God, is there anything I can do? I'll, I'll fast for, for a month. I'll, I'll, I'll give my life. Is there anything else I can do? But yet we find here in verse number five that Abraham... Uh, would go and worship and worship you see Abraham had a mindset to worship God no matter what he was supposed to do and see if we could only grasp grasp that if we could only get a grip of that that wherever we're to go whether that be work or school or, or wherever you are about your daily life we are to worship God in all that we do our, our lives ought to bring God honor and glory in all that we do. We ought to be a witness and a testimony. That our coworkers ought to see that there's something different. They ought to not ask the question, I wonder if he went to church yesterday. No, no, they should know that I went to church yesterday. Again, they, they should have no doubt that you are a Christian. We ought to be worshiping God in all that we do, think or say. So again, look at verse number seven. Imagine with me. How Abraham and Isaac were walking up the mountain. And this, uh, this lad is what the Bible calls him. Isaac would ask him a question. Ask his father a question. Look at verse number 7. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father? And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the land for the burnt offering? Where is the land for the burnt offering? You see, Isaac, he was asking his father here, hey, dad, we've, we've done this many times before, uh, maybe even a hundred times. I've been with you several times when we've done this, and we always took the wood, and we've always taken the fire, but we've always had a spotless lamb with us. We've always had a sacrifice. Father, what, where's the sacrifice? Father, who is supposed to be the sacrifice? Is what Isaac would be asking here. You see, but look, look there in the next verse. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And so they went, both of them, together. Verse number eight tells us, hey, they continued on. They, they placed it in God's, in God's hands and they continued on. They didn't stop there and ponder, well, let's think about this. Let's, let's figure out how we can come up with a solution to this problem. Let, let, let's just wait here and see if God can maybe change his mind a little bit. No, no, no. They continued on and continued to hike up that mountain. You see, James uh, 2.26 would tell us that faith without works is dead. You can have as much faith as you want. But if, if there's no action behind that, if there's no doing behind that, guess what? The Bible says it's dead. It's vain. It's void. You see, faith on its own 
is, is nothing. But again, we must obey the voice of the Lord. You see, Abraham, if you will, was putting the ball in God's court. He was saying, God is going to take care of this. God is going to provide. You see, neither one of them questioned God, but they simply had faith and trusted in knowing that God would provide. Abraham did not know this was a test. You see, we're reading this, and we've already read the end there, and we could see what's happening. But in the midst of this, of this testing, in the midst of this trying, Abraham didn't know that he was going through a test. Abraham didn't understand what was happening at this time. You see, Abraham intended on obeying God completely. He, he intended from the get-go to go all the way for God. The author of Hebrews would tell us this in Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. The author of Hebrews would tell us this, that Abraham believed that God would raise Isaac from the grave. And not only that, but even if, if not so that, but God would even give him another son, is what the author of Hebrews would say, that, that God had a plan regardless of what he could see. You see, the angel of the Lord here would come just in the nick of time. As, as Abraham raised up his hands and took that knife, and no doubt his heart was racing at this point, no doubt his hands were shaking at this point, no doubt there were tears running down his face at this point. And as he raised up his hands ready to take his child's life and he's fallen, then the angel of the Lord would cry out from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, do the lad no harm. Amen. And, and he would begin to say how, how God knows now that thou fearest him. That God can, can see by, by your actions, by, by how, you, how you've obeyed, that you fear him, that you reverence him. And God truly provided a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. Caught in the thicket by his horns. You see, Abraham here obeyed the voice of God, even though he was asked to do the unthinkable. God tried Abraham by asking him to sacrifice his son because God may examine the faith of his people by calling them to obey in ways that may, be, uh, may seem kind of uncomfortable. That may be uh, 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 that may be kind of kind of different. That may be uh, kind of out of the ordinary. Okay, Abraham obeyed God because he had great faith in God and in His promises. You see, many Christians today hesitate to obey God, and unfortunately, this world this world has crippled our thinking. I mean, we can't even go to the gas pump and put in our, our credit card without, without wondering if there's, a, if there's a chip scammer on there, without wondering if this thing is rigged and somehow, without wondering if somebody's going to walk up behind me and, and get me while I'm, while I'm pay, pumping gas. Right, right, right. See, this world, uh, you can't even buy an electronic without fear that somebody's listening in, that somebody's watching you. Again, instead of fearing God, we fear everything else. We fear everything else here on this earth. You see, God's not up, up in heaven with a big stick waiting for you to do something wrong so he can come up behind you and whack you. No, that's not the God we serve. No, but rather God is waiting for us uh, as Christians to reverence him like we should, to, to respect him, to bring him honor and glory as we ought to. He's longing for us to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. 
You see, to lean not unto our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct our path. So again, Abraham feared God because of, uh, because of this. His faith was great. So again, all the way up, all the way up that mountain, Abraham had faith in God. You see, even before the journey, the journey started, Abraham had faith in God. And all the way up that mountain, he continued on with that faith. You see, oftentimes in our day-to-day life, we forget God's promises. We forget how God said and promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. We forget that God said in all, that all things work together for, them, for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And no matter, no matter what, we would, what would have happened on that mountain, God would have been good. No matter if, if Isaac truly would have been sacrificed there, guess what we would have been able to say at the end of the day? God is good. God is right. God is, uh, is holy and just. You see, I don't stand here today trying to defend God, trying to defend his actions, because God doesn't need a lawyer. God doesn't need a defender. And, and just because something drastic happens in our life, or just because something catastrophic happens in this world, we don't have to, have to stand there and, and defend God. Why? Because God and his nature and his attributes never change. He's an unchangeable God. He's always holy and just and merciful and righteous and loving God. You see, we don't know exactly why uh, God would test Abraham in this uh, particular way. Nor do we know why we are tested by God. But we do know that whether we are going through a test or not, God is a friend that sticketh closer than our brother. We know that when that test, if you will, is placed on our desk, God's going to come alongside us, and he's not going to be like the teacher and walk away from you. No, no, no. God's going to come alongside you, put, it, put his arm around you, and help you through that test. He's going to help you question by question, and he's going to help you through that test. So again, oftentimes, when God gives us a test, guess what we do? We give God a test back. When God hands us a test, we give him a test back. And we say, God, if it's really you, answer these three security questions, please. God, if it's really you, I, I, I have a few questions for you before I, before I fully trust you. My friend, God doesn't test us with sin. He doesn't test us with sin, nor does he cause us to sin. God is not, not the author of confusion. God was not trying to get Abraham to doubt his, his existence to doubt, uh, is this even real? Is, is God even going to multiply my seed upon the face of the earth? That's not what God was trying to do. In the Garden of Eden, God was, uh, was not the one who tempted Adam and Eve. That wasn't God, okay? Uh, no, that was that old rotten snake who tempted and perverted the words of Almighty God. You see, temptation is of the devil, but testing is of the Lord. You see, although Abraham did not understand everything, although he didn't understand everything, and like many of us, we, we don't understand everything. I don't understand why, why I had a flat tire, you know, the other day. I don't, I don't understand why, why this didn't work out in my life, why it was so, it was so plain to me and I thought it was going to work out, but it didn't. I, I don't understand that. But although Abraham didn't understand everything, he obeyed the voice of the Lord immediately. Immediately, he didn't shuffle his feet about it. No, 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 he got right to work on that. And just like, uh, just like we know the voice of our parents or the sound of that 
police siren behind us. Amen. Hey, my friend, you can know the voice of God. You say, Brother Vito, I, I don't believe I've ever heard the voice of God. Well, here, here's how you hear it. It's in the still, peaceful, quiet that God's going to speak to his children. It's not, as Pastor mentioned last week, it's not in the, in the earthquake or the, or the mighty wind or, or, or the other things that may happen in our life. No, no, no. It's a, that still, small voice that God speaks to us in. And my friend, if you've never heard the voice of God, go, go get alone for a little bit. Go off into the woods. I, I know there's not many woods around here. Go off into the backyard and, or, or just close all the doors in your house and, and just sit there in silence and just listen to the voice of God. And I guarantee you, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, he's going to speak to you and speak to your heart. Again, Abraham remembered what God had said and promised him in the past. He, God promised it. And when God promises you something, hey, guess what? He's going to keep it. Amen. Man may promise you something and not keep his promise. A president may promise something and not keep his promise. But God Almighty, when he promises something, when he declared it in his word, he's going to keep it till the day of his coming. Again, Yes, this may have made Abraham very uncomfortable. It, it was an uncomfortable situation. It was a, a gut-wrenching situation. But yet, Abraham had great faith in and through it all. Abraham, regardless of what was happening, stated that God would provide himself a lamb. You see, he, didn't, uh, he let God finish the story. He didn't try to make, make a way for himself. He didn't, he didn't go out and offer a thousand lambs to the Lord, burnt offerings. No, 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 no. He let God finish the story. Again, uh, but rather, Abraham put the ball in God's court by stating that God would provide himself a lamb. And not only that, but he also pointed a, a little lad watching him. And guess what he did? He pointed him to God. He pointed him to, to God. As a father, hey, I may not always be able to provide everything for my son, but I, I know who can, and I know who I can point him to when, when he becomes of age, and I can say, hey, you go ask God for that. Dad, I may not have all the money in the world to provide you with that, but, but God can, and God will provide, and all you simply have to do is have faith and trust in him, and in the end, he will provide a lamb. So again, the Bible says, that because Abraham feared God and did not withhold anything from God, then God would bless Abraham and multiply his seed. You see, it's easy to pray and beg the Almighty God for things that we desire. But oftentimes, after we finally get those things, we say, thank you, God, and move on like nothing ever happened. We say, thank you, hey, God, you, you provided, I, I needed that money for that, for that bill that was coming up, and God, you provided, thank you so much. I mean, I, I told you I would, I would give you all the thanks and praise. Thank you so much. Uh, have a nice day. And we walk right back out the door after God's done all those, all those things, and then, and then come a couple weeks later, we're back on our knees and on our face crying before God, God, I need, I need something else. But yet, if we would have just stayed in the, in, the, in the center of prayer and stayed right there in God's will, God would have provided right there for us. So again, Abraham had finally received the promised son. And no doubt at that point when, when Isaac was born, 
he, he thought his life was completed. I mean, he's up in age, all right? And, and he must have felt like his life was completed at that point. But God was trying to see that if his son's life was threatened, if he would doubt God. He was trying to see if he took something that Abraham loved the most, took that away from him, what would Abraham do? It almost sounds a little bit like, like, like another story I've heard once or twice, all right, about Job and, and how everything was taken away and, and how and no doubt the devil was working behind the scenes there, but how, how everything was taken away. And yet he never, he never doubted God. He, he, never, he never turned on God. And the same here, Abraham remained faithful to the end. I asked you earlier to name something, in your mind at least, that you have always wanted and you finally got it. And now it would be really hard for you to give up. If God asked you to give him the most important thing to you, would you sacrifice that thing to God? Would you give that thing back to God? Would you obey God? You say, oh, come on, Brother Vito, of course, of course, it's God speaking, come on. I would, I would definitely do it. I mean, it's, it's easy to say yes, but it's a lot harder to do. You see, Abraham gave everything to God on that mountain. Today, God is asking you to sacrifice the best that you have to offer. And that's not just talking about money. No, that's talking about time and, and, and the work of your hands. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking about oftentimes we call it wearing your Sunday best. Why do we, call, why do we say that? Because God deserves your best. Amen. You ought not come to church in shorts and, and other, other items of clothing. No, no, no. You ought to dress up. You're coming to, in the presence of Almighty God. You ought to come to church ready to hear from God. Just like if you walked into a business meeting, or, or I would say if you're walking in for a job interview, but nowadays they walk in and whatever. But if you're walking into a business meeting or such as that, I mean, you're not, you're not just wearing whatever you want, casual clothes, your gym clothes. No, no, no. You're wearing, you're, you're wearing something elevated. You're wearing something nice. Again, we ought to give God the best we have to offer. And don't be hesitant to obey God this afternoon. You see, God has called each and every one of, uh, one of us to sacrifice our life to him. God has called each and every one of us to make him number one in our lives. That's what God's called us to do today, to allow God to be in control of our lives. So quit trying to make do with, with the work of your hands. Quit trying to make do with what, what, what my hands can, can, uh, can make possible. No, but rather rely on God. Make God the solution. And if, uh, and if we but turn to him and ask him for his help, guess what? He promised that he would help us. He promised that he would be there for us. So again, this, this afternoon, what, what is it that, that you're still kind of, kind of hiding from God? You say, God, <laughs> come on, I'll, I'll give you anything else. I mean, come on, God, I, I've already given you my, Sunday, my Sundays, uh, my Saturdays, I mean, we got the demo coming up and, and the, the prayer breakfast and everything else. I mean, I'm signed up back there on, on the fasting list. I, I've, given you, I've given you all this stuff. And you still, you still want something else, God? What, what is it that we're holding, for God, holding from God? Because again, Abraham didn't receive the blessings of God until after, 
after he had sacrificed some things, after he was obedient, then God rewarded him with the blessings. You see, many of us want the blessings right now. Right. We, we want the possessions. We want the money. We want what God has to offer right now. And, and I'm here to tell you, you'll, you'll get something. You will. You'll receive a little bit. You'll, you'll get a little money. But God wants to give you so much more if you would just simply be obedient and you just simply give God what he deserves. So if I could ask you at this time, every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. Will you come to this altar 